Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning from the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States. We're coming to you from the state of Oregon. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of the Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams that you're watching. So be sure you subscribe to the ElijahList.com. It's always free. And that way, after every show, either the same day or the ne- by the next day, we send you the show. Uh, sometimes there are show notes that go along with it, so be sure you subscribe to that. Um, let's see. It is Tuesday, August 2, 2022. Um, these are really amazing uh, times. Uh, you know, Each week I say that, and each week it gets more interesting in the news and all of that. And by the way, I still don't actually watch that much news, but I do watch some on the conservative channels like Newsmax. Uh, even on that, you have to keep it. You know, not too much of that, too. If I start to feel agitated, I go, okay, news is coming off. It's something I never used to do. So anyway, welcome today to the broadcast. We're going to bring Johnny Enlow on. Usually he's on Monday, but this week he's doing Tuesday. Thanks for, uh, uh, I appreciate Kelsey stepping in for me yesterday. Boy, I had a major cough that I seem to have gotten control of, or God got some healing into me. So um, anyway, we have a clip from Robin Bullock before we show this. So um I have only done one quick once over, and so I'm kind of sort of watching this with you because I didn't get a chance to really concentrate. He's talking about uh, Adam and Eve, and I remember him saying Adam wasn't tricked. There's some things about being woke, and there's something at the very end about how do we process the coup in the United States. So with those kind of hints, let's just watch it together and see what we get out of that video. So without further delay, let's go ahead and play that clip. In Matthew 24, 24. This is what the scripture says. It says, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it was possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 through 9, it says that it will be lying wonders. Now, you know, I... uh, the Lord started talking to me about this, and um, I want to take you back to a prophecy in Genesis chapter 3 that the Lord himself gave. The Lord himself gave this prophecy. Now, this is, this is so powerful. I want you to, to really catch hold of this. If you got your physical Bible with you, underline it, underline this, and maybe make notes on something so that you remember this. In Genesis 3.15, the Lord himself said to the serpent, he said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it, her seed, shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This was a prophecy. Think about it. It was a prophecy not only of the crucifixion to come when the seed of the woman, Jesus, would step on the head of the serpent, But it's also a prophecy that reveals some very important insight to us. And the insight is this. Look at this now. It says, and it, he said, I shall put enmity or war between you and the woman and between thy seed. So the Lord revealed to us that the serpent has a seed, that there is a seed here, that that the uh, that the woman's seed will do battle with. This is actually in this prophecy of an an eye-opening revelation 
that the serpent had a seed. Now, we have to start looking at where that seed was and where it is now. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. God didn't say you couldn't touch it. He just said, Don't eat of it. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. It's an outright lie. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. In other words, you'll be woke. You'll be woke. Wait a minute. I thought that was just a phrase for today. No, no, no. It began right here. Woke. Your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were woke, were opened, and they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They began at that point to try to meet their own need without God. Can you, you got to see this. So you have to ask yourself, see, the scripture says in the New Testament that the woman was deceived, but the man was not deceived. So Adam was not deceived. He committed high treason. Now we see the serpent involved. We see uh, Satan couldn't get in that garden. But that serpent could. The serpent could. Now you have to ask yourself a question. In a treasonous coup, there's always something everybody wants to be tempted to do. What was it? We can only speculate about what Adam could have wanted to commit such treason. People just think, well, he just gave in to his wife. Well, there, there's probably a lot more to it than that. Wow, well, Robin makes you think, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to have to watch that a couple more times. He even talked about the seed of the serpent. All right, let's bring Johnny Enlow in, and we are going to do Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must, from now on, target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Well, I'm used to saying happy Monday, Johnny. You're late. It's Tuesday. Where, where were you? Where'd you go? Well, you know, we were treated very specially by some people in Texas. And okay. so with our, with our Restore 7 uh, core staff family, and um, it was really good. Anyway, awesome, awesome. Glad you got a chance to get away. So, well, uh, you know, we just saw that little clip from uh, Robin. I've got all kinds of questions to ask him. What did he mean about the seed of the serpent? But we'll get him on before long. We don't usually let too much time go by before we get uh, Robin back. But anyway, you've got a whole lot on your plate. Uh, and today is one of those days I don't even have a clue what it is. So I'm going to just throw this to you and see, see what God's showing you. 
Well, you know, the first thing, Steve, I wanted to do, and, and I know they, you've sent some as well from that you had your eyes have seen is some testimonies of people yeah. who receive healing. Um, we gave some signs and wonders. You'd feel a hand on your head if the Lord's healing this. You'd feel your feet going hot if the Lord's healing this. And that's from last week. But I just wanted to tell, actually, it would take, I might take the whole time just reading those. We just wanted to read one that actually came in today. Okay. So, um, but it was from last Monday. He said, I watched Johnny and Elijah streams. I'm only going to tell their, their first name because I didn't get permission. Um, not that I think there'd be a problem, but is it, her name is Sharon. Two years ago, I was diagnosed with B-cell chronic lymphocytic leukemia, also oh. called CLL. This type of leukemia only has one cure, and that is God. Currently, oh. there is no medical cure. For the past year and a half, I've been believing God for my healing. I take communion daily and thank him because he is so absolutely good. When you called out blood problems on Monday, I was standing in my kitchen and my feet started heating up. They were hot for some time. I was so excited. Wednesday was my appointment with the oncologist at Moffitt Cancer Center. When my doctor handed me my blood test results, I was so very happy. He was surprised too. Um, they have dropped so low um, that I don't have to see them for a year. Wow. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for your prayers, but more grateful to God. Hallelujah. The best is yet to come with much gratitude. So, yeah, we got a bunch of people saying they had these feelings, feelings in the top of their head and all kinds of stuff. And and so and one reason to tell is it's, you know, that's part of how we overcome the enemy. They overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, mm -hmm. testifying of the good thing that he he's he's doing and has done. And so and just also to remind those of you, if you didn't hear last week, if you have um you know, if you know of anybody, or if you have any sickness or whatever, it could be covered there. It doesn't matter if it was a week ago uh, or not. It's still it's amazing that the the power of the Lord continues to flow through first time somebody hears something. And so and we'll give a, a chance ongoing for the Lord to continue to do this. He is here as a healer and deliverer. And so we want to keep giving him opportunities. If he interrupts me at some point to point out something like that, even on today we'll yeah. we'll go with it but i wanted to make sure i didn't um i didn't forget to give that testimony Sounds good so what i have uh today steve um i don't know this could be the title for it maybe the nwo titanic is sinking new world order the titanic is sinking it could be called the titanic is sinking but if people just read that, there could be some fear that goes in thinking that means our society is sinking, the world sinking. We need to be raptured or rescued by Jesus. But it but it's but it's not. There is just some explanation, some notes I was getting with my time with the Holy Spirit on today's uh, today's program. And some very there's some mm. things we'll say that uh, I was just listening to what you had there from Robin and particularly about being woke. And um, we, we may hit upon something with that as well as we go on. But for people to remember the Titanic, that's, uh, of course, a very big story. And, and we now understand that there are aspects of it might have been different than what we imagine. We're not really going in, in depth on it. Basically, the declaration from the Lord's standpoint is the Titanic is going down. That means the New World Order the attempt of the Luciferian cult to take over, take control, do everything they're doing. It's not that they're going to hit a, an iceberg. They already have. They're already taking water. They're already sinking. Okay. 
in late yeah, stages. So yeah. it's partially a prophetic. Even the dog, even the dog responded. The dog was rejoicing there. I heard that. <laughs> that was good. That's it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of that. So <laughs> actually, if, and if, again, if we knew more about it, the Titanic, the original Titanic, early 1900s was this same <laughs> New World Order. It was a New World Order ploy to consolidate world banking was what the biggest part of it. And they were able to do so by there being two members of the big families on the planet. Um, and, and Jacob Astor, and I forget who the other one was that was on there. And they were resisting the setting up of the Federal Reserve that was really being orchestrated by the rest of the top 13 Illuminati oh, really? families. really? The ones that perished in the Titanic were resisting this new world or, or, order? Yeah, they were invited oh. to, and not only they were coaxed and cajoled in, in amazing ways to get on that um, to get on that boat and they were led to be to believe you know it was super safe indestructible um, quite a bit of evidence that actually the original Titanic was uh, substituted out for something that had a defect in it I think is a ship called the Olympic and and it, it was sunk on purpose Whoa. and um, and so because with Whoa. them out of the way, you think, wow, they would do that for two people. If you understand that from whatever, 1913 on, that we have a system where the world uh, is run by the Federal Reserve. If you understand the consequences of what happened and and how it reverberates to this day, you'd understand why they would go wow. to the degree uh, of. Uh, you know, and, you know, I just have to say this because this is the first time I'm hearing this. If this was. Four years ago, I would have said, Johnny, you should have told me. You're gonna do that. I don't know. <laughs> at, at this point, we have seen so many things that we thought were conspiracy that I thought were conspiracy that were not conspiracy at all. They uh, there weren't a theory; they were a truth that was labeled that. So, I, even though I'm being startled with this news, part of me goes, "This is what we've been seeing right now." Yeah, and there's more to it. But actually, if any of that was too much for anybody, you got cognitive dissonance from hearing that. That's not really what this is about. Just yeah. think of it traditionally the way the way the Titanic movie went for you, because we're going to go to a key part of it is the band played on and what that means. And 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 just beyond that, the declaration that this Titanic and we're going to want I want to tell you what the Titanic um, represents. The Titanic is um, the New World Order. And and if you want to know beyond the New World Order, okay, what does that include? Well, this would be um, the Federal Reserve, the United Nations, the CDC, the WHO, big tech, big media, big pharma, the control, the central bank control from the 13 families, um, really the Democratic and Republican parties as we know it. Uh, the only reason even the Republican Party has any salvageability is because of the way Trump has uh, has come in and and allowed for rhinos not to be the ones who run things. So they're still trying to exercise what they do. But there is a system, there is an order, a world order that was put in place. And it was, they themselves thought it was unsinkable, indestructible, and they could go as fast as they want among icebergs. They could do whatever. And here's the deal. They have run into an iceberg. The Lord used President Trump that's why the word from the very beginning, 2006, 2016, I gave there's going to be before and after Trump. The world yes, will be known differently. He did do that. And, so you was, know, 
Go ahead. I, when you said that back then, I thought, okay, I can see that because he's a bull in the china closet. There's all these different metaphors that he is like. He's a, a bulldozer or he's a bull in the china closet or a bulldozer. You know, and, you know, I didn't have any idea to the degree we would say this is before. Even And in a sense, it's not even about Trump because right. it's before and after. But that was the defining. In another sense, it, it certainly includes him like Cyrus was. You can't un-Cyrus the Cyrus connections in Scripture. You can't un-Trump the focus of, of where this thing is pivoted on. I don't know. There's so many metaphors, right? Right. So they've already hit that iceberg. And if they want to call iceberg Trump and Trump, there's a team there as well. And so it's already the damage is already done. There is no rescuing them. They they lie to themselves just like there was early. Again, it might be worth somebody even watching the last Titanic movie. Had There's denial. There's what does it mean? What does it mean that we just hit that? And, And so it took a lot of time for there to be. Uh, the clarity of mind and the absence of denial enough for them to recognize. Well, no, you know, the, and, and if seeing, I can say this on that movie, because I've seen it a couple of times, he got, the guy that's the engineer eventually comes up to the bridge and the captain, I don't have the, the of course, the exact dialogue memorized, but he said, are you sure um, that this is going to happen, that we're going to go down? And he says, it's a mathematical certainty. And then he asked him how long. And I think, man, that is that line. It's a, and I, what I think I'm hearing you say is this is a mathematical certainty that, that the WHO, CDC, big tech, big media, big pharma, it's a mathematical certainty they're headed down. And you add to the names, the Illuminati, the, oh, yeah. and all the components of the New World Order, it's a prophetic reality. It's a prophetic mathematical real, reality. It's done. It is, it, it is done. It's already happened in the same way the engineer could go down and look at what damage was done. There is like, you can look at the damage done. What percentage of the population has awakened? What resistance is presently out there? And it just increases and increases and increases. Those willing to challenge uh, the status quo, the system, those willing to be brave and arise. It's just at an unprecedented level for history. You know, we had the American Revolution that toppled Britain was really only driven by 5% of the population. And we have at at minimum, minimum, minimum 50% and very easily 75% of the population of the United States in some level of, um, some level of awakeness. Okay. Uh, As compared to like two years ago or what, what would you compare it to? Yeah. Two years ago, three, four years ago. Yeah. Three or four years ago. It's been slower than um, than we'd we'd like in some ways. But then uh, comparing it for historical purposes, doing pretty good. It's accelerated awakening. The longer Biden gets to have press conferences and say the thing he does, there's like, huh, every time he opens his mouth there, you know, there's another 100,000 that get uh, awaken seemingly and so he becomes our 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 friend for the awakening for every time he gets to open his mouth which may be why he hasn't been removed yet so but it is we're at the sinking stage and but there's some real specific applications for us other than that's the good news it's going to happen uh because there's still um I wanted to tell a story, but I better not. Um, um, Up to you. Somebody, you the time. <laughs> it's not about the time. It's somebody 
uh, is a chauffeur that drove us somewhere last night. And he was okay. He's concerned about his family and his kids and, and all this kind of stuff. And and so because um, he sees what's going on, he doesn't even have I don't even know if he's a believer, didn't have enough of a conversation with that. But mm. there's just um, concerns in this like. I, I just don't know if, uh, you know, he's worried about his kids. Will they survive what's going on right now? I go, they will. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. It's going to happen. And so there is looking at the way they've taken over the system. And you can think they're too big. Just like you could look at the Titanic if you're there. Again, if you remember the movie, Titanic is huge and destructible and you have a, a cast system, really. It's an awesome uh, it's an awesome ride for the elite and it's really covering more the story of the elite. And they're on the top. You go down into the deeper recesses of the Titanic and it's they're, they're not experiencing the same elite level of mm. experience, if you remember that. So that's that's another application to what we have. Um, the world as we know it has been set up for well, elite. And you were saying earlier, again, this is not about that, but when the Titanic went down, you're now saying this was a setup. The, the, I think it was called steerage where they put all of these lower class people. For some reason, that term is in my head. They And you said, would they take that whole ship down for two people? And your point is, again, that's not what the show is about, but I can't help but say that the, the poor and the rich went down together. And yes, it was more than worth it for the for the bad guys. Um, this, on the other hand, Johnny, is this a reverse thing? So God's taking this one down. It's he's, not. He's yeah. pulling a Titanic on them. He says, you thought yeah. that was you thought that was, you know, whatever, beautiful, cute. What you did. You're now the Titanic. That's good. Titan means giant is Goliath. You're going down. You've already your wound. The scripture speaks of a wound already being deadly. The wound that they've received is already deadly. They're not going to survive. They're not. It doesn't mean evil won't make it in some personal level people's choices. But this particular um, this particular group, this particular conspiracy, um, which you have to understand the things from 1913 things that were driving things around the Titanic days are the same things that have been driving things right now that have been driving the vax agenda that have been driving the COVID agenda. Uh, and it's, it's this, a similar drive. It's to have control. It's to have the economic control and then there to be a controllable populace. And we're going to get to that a little bit more as well. So the part to be, you know, excited and rejoice about is it's, definitive there is no survival for this titanic this new world order is going down they're in the last stages of the gurgle going down and can i can i ask you this when you said there's no survival i mean maybe that's is that in quotes because there'll surely be relatives and people that were partially involved in it that don't go down so when you say there's no survival can you drill down a little bit on that? Um, yeah, well, because it, it's not meant to apply in a human person per person okay. way. It's yeah. that's why I was naming systems, and okay. these systems we're talking about, and we could have named some more, or we could have named some of the big tech, the big media, the big farm. We could have named them by name, and it's not out of the question. And even things like Democratic Party, Republican Party, I'm naming them as well. Yeah, it's not that that name 
will for sure be gone. The system will. If it exists, it will it will have a different steerage. Speaking of that, it will have a yeah. different leadership. It will have somebody else. The easy to apply situation would be what Twitter is presently going through. Are they, in fact, going to be taken down, taken over? I know there's these lawsuits going on, but what we were looking at is Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk taking over uh, Twitter and there being somebody else running a system that was used for total diabolical purposes and dis- disinformation, propaganda and all that. Could the, could there be good guys taking over some of these, uh, we'll say, righteous people stepping in, arising and shining and being in a place to uh, r- rescue some of these some of these things? Um, I don't think very many of them, but it's a possibility. So that's but it's about systems going down systems that operate. Not only do they operate, they were intentionally set up to be controllers of the people. They were just as as much as that particular expedition, the Titanic expedition was set up. Everything about it, the propaganda around it was set up in order for there to be. some. And to clarify on that point, Johnny, this is like four years ago, three years ago, before any of this stuff happened. A prophet came. I'll tell you who the prophet is. He was on our show, uh, DeMonte Edmonds. He's been on a couple of times. Uh, uh, Kelsey did it, but he's been a friend of mine. We went out to eat after we taped in the show. He said, Steve, the Facebook wasn't started by Zuckerberg. It was started by the intelligence communities. I go, wow. So that's where I was. I thought, are you kidding? But it really, really was, wasn't it? It was set, it was set up by the CIA. It's called LifeLog. And it was designed to you know, expand the uh, observation abilities of the government, surveillance capacities. And then there was like, you know, some brilliant thinking. Maybe they'll volunteer most of the information and change the name, Facebook and all that. And so, yeah, all, so there's, there's a system of control that is in place and it is definitely uh, being taken down and it's definitely, in advanced stages, the hitting of the iceberg was a long time ago. The moment they hit Trump, it hit the iceberg. The rest <laughs> of it is <laughs> the rest of it is process. And 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 then in that there's an awakening of the people. But here's the stuff, uh, Steve, that I, you know, and and um, there will be no intent to hurt the feelings of pastors or churches or anything else like that. But there is a truth to expand uh, and to extract from what I'm saying. And it has to be said, I feel like the Lord really impressed upon me to say. So we want to think through this thing. You heard there's a song even that came, the band played on. You hear, uh, for those who don't know the story, there was a band um, and I, and it, I believe the, I know the, uh, it was led by uh, the conductor name, last name Hartley. And it started, this, it was in- This on the Titanic? On the Titanic. Okay. And it was in, you know, he had his orchestra and it was in the first class lounge. Again, this was designed to be the entertainment for the first class for, you know, it wasn't down with the steerage group. It wasn't down with the workers and the common folk. It was, it was down there. And I was looking, looking up on, on it as well. And there's different versions of the story. And so you have to, everything regarding the Titanic, there's, you have to say it seems like this and, and, and all that. The definitive part is is harder. But um, because a question has always been, why did the band keep playing? 
they played and if you see the movie they're literally sliding down into the water and what is known historically is true is the entire band did drown no one was rescued they they all went how how and why did they just keep playing and and so that's what we want to um, go into a little bit in application for today and and you know they moved from the first class lounge and and so a comment was well they were doing it to keep passengers calm and upbeat so the titanic is sinking and they're trying to keep passengers calm and upbeat so i'm going to make an application between church as we know it organized church today in the band and how it relates to what's presently taking place because there is a lot of just being distracted by the church and so the church is there church doesn't want to talk about anything that's going on doesn't want to talk about realities it's like no that's just out there we're just going to be here jesus we're going to give you these pleasant sounds so you can have peace while this is going on and, and so they didn't participate in rescues. We also historically understand that there really was plenty of, um, there were plenty of rescue boats and rescue options for everyone. But because of, um, we'll say, dysfunctional way of operating and allowing some boats to run off with just a couple or one passenger and different things like that, there was not the rescue operation that could have been. And meanwhile, again, the band played on the band. They just kept playing the the violins and they kept playing on. I think the movie shows them playing nearer my God to the, I don't know if that was the proven historic or they just made that up. I don't know. (coughs) Well, that is, that's at least reported by by some and they, they can't do the testimony of the actual band members because they're gone, (laughs) but they're, that was one of the reports that came and nearer my God to the, you get, again, think what, Steve just said there, the band is playing near my God to thee. As things are falling apart, even what you're hearing a lot of pastors tell their people is Jesus is about to return. And so it's rather than participate with the rescue operation from heaven, rather than being a part of what God is doing that's changing everything, there is this thing near my God to thee. Just come in here. Let us soothe you and sing you, you know, into paradise it's it's almost some sort of spiritual suicide thing while this thing hmm. takes place and let's just keep singing and singing. Now, again, when I, this visual, this picture of the Titanic really helps us, but I want people to think, okay, so if, well, if the system is sinking, what are the rescue boats? Well, the rescue boats are, uh, the, we'll say the alternative ways of doing things. There's alternative energy. There's alternative media. There's alternative economy. There's alternative um uh, let me see what else I, I should go to my go. I'll find my notes here somewhere on that. But just think of that. So when you understand that big tech, when they have that, you know, with real practical, you have, OK, Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube, they are not allowing truth to be uh, available. They continue to this day to this moment. There's a reason why I'm not I'm not on YouTube is because they do not want the truth out there. They do not want the agenda of the lords, the elite lords, Mm. the new world order. They do not want that out there. And so that's part of the Titanic. Part of the Titanic Mm. is the whole communication systems, the propaganda. So people have thought, what are we on right now? Rumble. Well, Rumble becomes one of these rescue boats that's now growing and growing and growing and growing. And 
you know, could easily become bigger than what was an original platform for the Titanic. And there's multiple of them. There's Parler, Parler and Gab and, and Twitch uh, and Twitch. Yeah, more things, yeah. And just on and on and on. And so there's alternative news. Uh, you know, I think you may have been mentioning is it OAN, One American News? Not that yeah. we can recommend everything, but there's Epoch Times. There's different things that at least they don't have the same level of intentional comprom compromise right. as 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 the others. And so these, and then there's it's the same thing. There's a whole new economy coming on, and it's 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 based on totally different principles and totally different realities, and it's 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 coming around. So there's going to be. You know, this is have no fear that the system that has made sure the average American has ninety thousand dollars in debt. For those who didn't know it, that's the average debt of the of the average American is ninety thousand dollars. So we're like, hey, we're the most prosperous country on the planet, and we're ninety thousand dollars in debt. There's a system in play by the Titanic monetary financiers, funders, and orchestrators that has made sure this is a reality. A new reality is coming. But that's why there's people considering things like uh, crypto possibilities and uh, silver gold. Again, there's all kinds of other boats where people are coming off the main grid. So there's a, a, a convenience factor that's having to be abandoned that we're going through. But we'll just tell you, God is orchestrating this. This is all tied into the whole Passover plan, the rescue operation from heaven. So he's got multiple boats. He's got more than enough. He's got a system. And then there will be uh, the things that need to grow bigger will. But some things from here on out in the future will remain uh, like, uh, for instance, instead of there being one, the magical energy for the rest of the, uh, you know, for the new era we're coming into there's going to be multiple and it's going to be intentional from the Lord so that there can't be the type of uh, manipulation. And he understands human tendency to try to monopolize uh, and capitalize on possibly even when they're good people, even when they're believers and things like that. And so there's going to be multiple options from here on out on all areas. So this is part of the thing. I want to ask you a question about that. Doesn't it, you know, when we think about the tower of Babel, God confused the language because they're all in one place doing the same thing. God said, now anything they want to do, they're going to be able to do. So he confounds the language. And I used to think, well, that's what he does to the bad guys. Doesn't he kind of do that to the good guys too? He, he confounds their language. And we say, well, there's all of this conflict. Well, Jesus said, I came to, <laughs> I came to put mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and mother against father. And he lists all these things. He knew we had to be split up or we would get in trouble. I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't want to get you on a rabbit trail, but. Well, we can just say in, about going too deep into that is just what, what was Acts 2 and the Holy Spirit, who's the truth, yeah. spirit of truth, spirit of counsel. What is the first thing he do, do to people? Bring clarity? No. First thing he does is people are confused. What's this? Who are they? Are they drunk? What's happening? Why are yeah. they speaking other languages? It, it, it was it was not what you would assume. The Holy Spirit is poured out. All of a sudden, everything is neat, nice, and tight. <laughs> not you even. Know. It's and a, not and a great persecution broke out about that time. Or, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it was the birth of the church, you know, the, the, the real church. So, Steve, in this, I want to hit a little bit more, um, you know, back to the band. There's questions I was I was asking myself. Why does a band play on? You don't even <laughs> it's not about interviewing the people on the Titanic. You just kind of common sense that why does a band play on? 
when a system is sinking, when the Titanic mm. is sinking, why? Why do they do that? Why does the church band keep playing on when they're watching what's taking place? We're going through a, a dramatic overhaul. And again, I, I do have some... Uh, Anger would not be the word. We'll say righteous indignation. I mm -hmm. mentioned last week about the six largest churches in Nashville that literally just didn't want to get into any kind of celebration of Roe versus Wade and kept that off. And yet they cover woke things on their on, on their social media. And I'm just going to say it. I uh, I was just in Abilene, Texas. And so there is a movement. So, you know, our friends in Lubbock, Texas, really advanced this thing of turning it into a sanctuary city for the unborn. They took on Planned Parenthood. It's an amazing thing. It's now spread to, I think, dozens of other cities becoming sanctuary cities for the unborn. And Abilene, Texas, is one of the most Christian cities. It should be a done deal and easy, but they're literally struggling. I think there might even be a vote today because you have the largest church the largest church that has, I don't know if they're a spirit-filled church, they have spirit-filled people that go there and spirit-filled leaders and things like that. And they're very disappointed with their leadership because they have said, we do not want to be part of the initiative of becoming a sanctuary for the unborn. And their reasons, I'm not going to say it because in case I'm saying it, saying it, saying it wrong, but just find out, go ahead and check if you live there, what their reasons are for uh, not doing it. It's the most inane compliment. Yeah, is it the reason for not doing what? Clarify that. The reason for, not for not supporting the city becoming a sanctuary for the unborn. Uh, being a pro-life city, so in other words. We're finding this over and over and over that we're finding the church, uh, the organized church, the mega churches over uh, in many places. And again, I'm not saying across the board, but it's way too many. It's a large percentage that are, uh, you talk about back to this woke thing, they've embraced the woke element and they are literally um, uh, resisting and being, it, it seems like in the city of Abilene, there'd almost be no resistance left. If the yeah, I mean, I think, don't you think that the church basically took that one scripture uh, as an example, it says, Paul says, in as much as is possible, be at peace with all men or something like that's the scripture. And they're going, well, we're, we're instructed to be at peace with everybody. That's what they're, I don't know if they're, they're using it, but that's, yeah, the most of you, you know, might as well. be as be at peace with sin. You know, how far is that removed ultimately from the satanic verses which have on the front do as thou wilt. And so, you know, do as you feel like it, do whatever you feel like it. And if there's any kind of standard, if there's any kind of righteousness that has to be uh, gone after, it's like, no, 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 because somebody's going to be unhappy about that because, you know, I mean, they want to sin. And so they shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, you know, at what point does it become? ridiculous so back to the thinking of the band playing on why are they playing why does why does the band keep playing while sinking is going on they're seeing they're hearing screams feeling the ship rock and go sideways they're you know it's it's not that they're unaware again watch the movie it might have been good to put a clip on there they're even sliding a little bit yeah. they're playing <laughs> people running all around them and Sheet music flying, and I think I remember them trying to even hold on to their music. That was a scene. So why do they? Well, it's because the conductor is still conducting, and they're following the conductor. Now, again, for purposes of application, I'm going to say that's pastoral. That's, and, and you know, I praise God for the, I have tons of pastors 
uh, was just with pastors that are my friends. I'll speak at churches. I have them. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. But there is a pastoral leadership that is doing, conducting, and it's like, no, no, no. We just keep doing this. Yeah, it's all you know, it's falling apart and there's this agenda and this is happening, but you know, that's none of our business. It's like, you know, being pro, pro-life, pro a sanctuary for the unborn movement. No, no, no. That's getting away from what we do is we just make people feel good about what's happening right now. Calm them down. If they're falling apart, there's deaths, they're, they're dying from vaccines, from misinformation, disinformation, from uh, cures not being made available. We don't talk about it. We don't get into that. There's some members that would be really upset about that. So we do it. So they just keep conducting. And so you have members that see the conductor and he's still conducting and they look around. Number two, the conductor still is still saying the same. He's conducting the same way. And then they look at those around them and they're still doing it. So they're like, we're going to keep doing this. And it's, it's, it's a, a cognitive dissonance that they've embraced because they're they're just ignoring it's a, it's a total denial of what is really taking place and I'm just I'm I'm speaking this out um and, and because this has to be uh, looked at and no matter who you are if you're the pastor you better not be one of these conductors that's just saying listen we just need a we're here today to pull away from all the troubles and things that are going on out there and let's just come and let's just sing you know, one one day, just as I, what was the song we were saying? Nearer my God to thee. And and so we're going to sing nearer my God to thee. Things are getting worse. Nearer my God to thee. They're beginning to make prophetic declarations. People have had no business pretending to be prophetic pastors and leaders claiming this. These are these end times where it's all Jesus is about to come. You know, if you want to remember something, the, the Titanic going down was not about Jesus coming back. It was about a total uh, uh, loss or loss of many lives because those who could participate in the rescue that was available were not doing so. So this is what's important um, for us. And um, uh, there was there is plenty of destiny right now. Again, I don't know in case somebody comes in halfway and misses what we're saying from the beginning. It's the New World Order that is the Titanic. They're mm-hmm. the ones. That are being taken down. This is not our system. Or, I mean, we're, this is not the world. Uh, this is not our civilization. Yes, the components that have been run by deep state. And there's many of them. That's why the Lord has allowed this to be. It's it's become so much clearer for me. The the, the protracted slow process is to allow for these boats to come in, for the systems to develop, for the rescue operations to be able to have multiple facets, multiple ways of coming in. And and so the the slow process has been so the mercy of God for us. But we really need to wake up again. I know where I was as with if you're the conductor, if you're the pastor, do not be one of those. And if you're one of the ones just, well, this is what I'm doing. How can it be bad? I'm singing worship songs. Uh, We understand that um, Hartley, I think his name was Wallace Hartley, who was the leader of the band. I mean, he was the conductor. He was a devout Christian, I think Methodist Christian. And so you can be a devout believer and just be on the wrong narrative and, and you can just be doing the wrong thing. And if- well, yeah, I mean, to, to not just to, how do we know 
because he, like you said, he's not alive to, and never was that he he perished in it. But how how do we know that he could have helped one lady into the lifeboat right next to him if there was if that existed instead of the band playing on, he could have saved one extra life. Someone that could get down there. So it's just like you're not saying because again, I keep thinking of the scriptures. Everyone's going to justify it. They're going to say, well, the worshipers are always supposed to go out front in the battle. And we're supposed to be at peace with all men. I see where it's where we're going here. We got scriptures for all this, Johnny. You know, we really have scriptures for you know. I'm, what I'm saying is, we're not we're not reading the scriptures right. I guess is what I'm no, saying. Well, and there's a whole redefinition of worship that has to take place. Yeah, okay. Because worship uh, to us it means something that you do on Sundays to music, and and um, it's true worship. When you understand the ecclesia and the call of the ecclesia, Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia. Yeah, he established that worship to him is what it's all about. Our life is to be worship. So think of worship as something not just done to music in a building, but for the ecclesia church. Ecclesia is that Greek word for church, which is really about those who come out of their homes, participate with the recovery, the restoration of society, with the restoration of their community. So it's when the ecclesia church lives their nine to five life. Again, if if those of you can hear this, your nine to five life, your Monday through Friday, let's see when you have semi-traditional schedule, that is supposed to be 90% of your worship should show up in that, in, in, you know, in that, in that. So yes, do the other, but it doesn't cover the bases you want to. And so you want to do that intentionally. This you say, where's that biblically? It's the most biblical thing imaginable. Well, and I mean, I'm probably get ahead of you, but when you're saying 90%, people are going, well, I don't have that much time to sing. But you're saying, no, it's serving the poor, feeding the poor, giving, encouraging one another as long as it's called a day. Is that worship? That's right. And that's, we have to understand the new paradigm. We have to redefine this in our own mind that worship is not something you just do to music. It's not just something you do in the traditional setting we think of, that it's worship to God to care for the needy, to care for the uh, the lost, the abused in every way, to participate with the restoration of uh, whatever area of society you're in. Our message is a seven mountain mandate. There's media, education, government, economy, family, arts, entertainment, as well as a mountain of religion. When you show up intentionally by design that you're saying nine o'clock Monday where you show up, you don't think of it as secular anymore. You're like, this is a ministry assignment. This is a worship call. Literally, the seven mountain mandate should be an understanding that your worship happens nine to five in the mountain, on the mountain where the Lord has called you. And that you, the difference between doing so um, uh, and making a difference and not making a difference is just the intention, intentionality. Why would you say, uh, let's go back to Isaiah first. Arise, shine. If you're already light, why do you have to rise and shine? Arise is because you're in a posture of, no, I don't do this. Uh, I'm in Monday now. We had church on Sunday. I don't worship now. No, it's arise and shine. That means if you look at lights in your room, wherever anybody is, lights can exist, but you have to do the intentional thing of turning them on. You have to flip the switch on and, so, and Johnny, I, cause I'm thinking, cause I, you know, I have a, I came from a family Well, we raised our kids in homeschooling and I'm a, a pro family in every possible way. So I'm thinking of homemakers who are watching the kids and they're that is that worship there too. 
100 percent and okay. so much of it is intention it's just something about starting the morning i am a minister like if any, if just if we could simplify not call it seven mountain mandate even for the moment nine o'clock monday morning or wherever whatever the time is the idea is there is you show up you make your appearance intentionally before the lord before yourself i am going i am a minister I, I am a person by a minister i'm one who carries his presence can release his presence I can release, I can receive his communication. I can release his communication. I can receive his power. I can relieve, release his power. And it doesn't matter what's been prophesied over you at all in any way. And so you make a decision, a conscientious decision. I am going to represent the king. I am going to represent the king this week. And you do it as, remember, David said, we bring a sacrifice of praise. So praise is not something, well, the band's doing pretty good. I just wish they'd let that guy do it. No, it's a sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord. But it's a sacrifice when you'll give your nine to five life to the Lord and say, I'm going to do this as a worship to God. And and it's not the little checkoff you do. You got 20 minutes of song, you know, where you just had the cheerleader start you out first and make sure you, you know, if you weren't awake, he wakes you up. And then he, you know, breaks down the the worship and how you do it. And don't, don't you recognize God and Jesus? And, and he's given you just the little bits of like, there's no piece of steak or anything. It's like, it's just ground down to the, you know, what do we bird feed uh, uh, <laughs> into your, into your mouth? That, that 20 minutes of that does not make you a worshiper. It's just like you got to get over over that. And so uh, when you understand that, then you can cease just being uh, the band played on. Again, this thing of, well, I'm part of this. The church gives me this tiny little role. See, this is how the church works is like, hey, we just uh, if, if we ask the next question why they would stay there. There's an assumption by the band on the Well, we're the mo- we're singing Christian songs. We're the most important thing happening here. And so this can't be bad. This is, uh, you know, it's self-importance. It's denial and self-importance. And they were the most irrelevant piece of the whole puzzle. Mm. That's what happened the last two years. The church was the most irrelevant piece of the puzzle the last two years. It was the ecclesia, those who didn't represent the church officially. Well, can I, I don't know if this, I'm not calling this pushback. This is not pushback, but I want to ask this because some pastors said, I want to speak up for the pastor for a minute and ask you this. A lot of pastors said they told us we can't meet. They told us we have to wear masks. We're going to meet and assemble ourselves together and worship. Um, there must be some good in that, right? I mean, you're you're not saying that they didn't show up when they did that, are you? Or, or I'm just throwing. I don't actually know how you're going to answer that. Well, I'm not going overly into the weeds. Every state, okay. every city was a different scenario. Okay. And some showed courage just by doing anything based yeah. on the level of pharaohism that was being exerted over them. They were brave and courageous in what they did. They were trying to be brave and courageous. Okay, well, that's good. I just wanted to give some kudos. I'm not, yeah. You're not saying the church, every church didn't show up, You're, you're but you're painting the picture of I'm saying overall, this thing has delayed because we've had the church. I'm going to make, you know, I'm not going to back off so much that I make it too easy. I'm going to say, (laughs) okay, I'm going to say the band played on the last two years and the church played on and they could have done something. They could have been a part of the rescue operation at to a much greater degree. And I, again, I'm, okay. I'm separating even organized church and it's almost the more organized and the bigger they were, the worse they did. 
And, and, and the more you might overlook them, the more insignificant you might think they were. Those are, those are the ones that rose to the challenge and have. Yeah, I hear challenge. what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. So yeah. I'm, you know, that's why I say I have hundreds and hundreds of pastors who are friends and they know and yeah. they, they, they support what we're saying and doing. They agree. And so there's no, there's no, you know, painting the wide brush. We were, but even, even for those that did meet and they were being brave and some of them wouldn't even wear masks, which is even braver. That's all good. But what you're saying is how much of that was, we're exhorting people to go back out into the world, nine to five, Monday through Friday, and actually do the act of worship day to day. Yeah. And so, couple things in exactly steve that i want to make sure get covered here um so it's interesting i wrote some things on woke concepts people people want to you know think well well, how do i know if i'm being part of something that's just woke and Mm. how do i know if i'm part of something um you know and by being woke it's just the conductors playing on you're singing and you're going on and you're, you know, you're, you're calming and patronized. Everything's fine. Everything's good. You know, no more responsibility. And, and we're, and it's, I really am not going to go down deep enough into this, but I'm just going to say it's something I, I wrote down. Okay. Um, this is how you recognize a woke concept, a woke concept, all of them, all of the woke concepts. If you go to the end goal of that concept, it's to diminish the population of the world. And whether you think of pro-woman's voice, whether you think of pro-gender, multiple options, whatever option you think of, if you go to the end of it and discern it, you'll discern it's an anti-life, it's an anti-human life, it's a depopulation agenda because it's why it's intentionally there. Wow. And so if you need that discernment, and as the, the points that are being argued, they're not really about compassion for people that are different. The church has compassion for people that are different, that are abused, that are beat down. They're the ones that are rescuing people. But this idea of actually embracing and endorsing something that ultimately depopulates the world, that is a woke. And, and if I, as an example, the, the critical race theory that's being just tried to get in that if you take that to its nth degree, you have civil war, right? Isn't that the nth degree of of, of that whole thing? Critical race, uh, white or bad, and so what we need to fight this out. I, that's a depopulation. That's what I'm. Yeah, that one's it would take a while to go into. It's okay. It's, I don't want to get you too far. Confusing. Let me just yeah. hit a okay. couple that okay. I have that are more okay. obvious. We'll say okay. that because. In that one, there's a part of it that's okay. Yes, we need to uh, learn that. Uh, and, and that's generally how the enemy advances. Anyway, there's a little bit of yes in everything that's ridiculous, and then the rest of it's ridiculous. But okay. for instance, if you look at what is a pro woman's right, you know, pro choice. A pro choice is really a belief that an older woman's voice is more important than a younger woman's voice, or some aspect of it. So you go, what? I've never heard that before. What are you talking about? Okay, let's call a pregnant mom an older woman. Let's call a baby in the womb a younger woman. You're not pro-woman 
You're not pro-choice. You're not pro-women. You cannot disguise yourself as being pro-women when you're willing to kill half the next generation of women that are coming and don't give them a choice to even have a voice. You're not pro-women's voice if you're in quote pro-choice. And that's what pro-life is, is like, no, let's allow the voices that have been initiated, that have been started in some way in the womb. If a voice is there, let that voice live. Let that voice have an outlet. And so in its pro-life, what again, what's the end of you know, it, they play on a wound that uh, that's there for women. They've been, yes, they've been, uh, you know, uh, in different ways, lessened and debased and even mm. scripturally and biblically and theologically in different ways. It's not supposed to. So there's a wound there that it takes advantage of, but it ultimately is giving them a right to suffocate the voices of the next generation of women, because mm. uh, that's what the babies are that are in, in the womb. And so again, the, you have to be able to think through these processes enough, not to, not to get thrown off by the smoke screens that are, that are thrown. And, um, and so there's, uh, again, same thing. An older woman's voice is what matters. An older woman has a right to kill a younger woman. That's what pro-choice is, is an, a thinking, an idea that an older woman has the right to kill a younger woman. Or an adult has a right to kill a child, period. Especially if the husband and wife or the father and the mother, I say, agree together, then you're saying then older people have a right to kill younger people. And and that's the big obvious thing. And for some reason, for, for some for the women, it might need to be listened to and heard this yeah, way. Yeah, for the more you're saying because yeah. they're they're making a niche of mm-hmm. you no know, women, women, women. It's like yeah. what about the women? Do they not understand that the white males they consider enemies want all the younger women's voice to be saved? They want the younger women to be able to have a voice. Mm, I see what you're saying. They have. They can literally listen inside. They have a voice already. Every time they 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 go for an abortion, there is a little voice that just got suffocated and put out. Yes, God takes care of it. He takes them up there and, and ultimately, you know, he swallows up death and victory. And that's a wonderful thing. But we want to understand these things uh, in a better way. Mm. Uh, And so the very idea that children, you know, uh, another part of it, children that can't be trusted. No parent is told, hey, if your kid wants to stay up all night, you need to let him do that. Hey, if your kid just wants to eat cake five times a day and ice cream, the rest of it, let them do that. Uh, If your kid you know, wants to hit your sister, just let him do that. If you're no, you don't. You have to give parameters. But suddenly, if your child, even as young as five or six, wants to choose his own gender and switch and change from who he or she is for life, yes, we're going to do that. Why do they want to do that? It is an anti-life. It is a depopulation extension of the depopulation agenda for what it will do in when. They, they're understanding the ramifications moving forward, that if they get a high enough percentage of the population to go in that direction, it will decrease uh, births in all kinds of ways. And so it's just the hypocrisy is, uh, um, uh, is astounding. OK, and that's what woke agenda is. And then there's more. But it's really stuff that is orchestrated from the pits of hell that will deceive the 
unilluminated will be the nicest word for the unilluminated brain. They will deceive you through throwing a little bit of truth at the top, you know, kind of sprinkle uh, with a little bit of sugar, which what is poison there. It's like women's voice matter. They matter, of course. And children uh, matter and what children think matter. Yes, but you don't let them choose their school. And if they want to, I could have added that. You, school, kid says, I don't want to go to school. Do you let that happen? No. So there's understanding. There's parameters, 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 parameters all around children for everything. But they're going to be able to, you're going to give them freedom to uh, uh, pick their own gender. And you're going to have allow them. This has taken place in the last two years in our nation where they, they have conversations with six, eight, 10 year olds, and they, uh, they're moving forward with vaccinations, things that will affect their health for the rest of their life. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button. Um, they, the, uh, you know, they and their child, the teachers and the child or some social worker and the child can make decisions as it relates to um, getting pregnant. Or having sex, and the parent needs to be out of that loop. Suppose anyway, I'm just trying yeah. to explain the woke thing that has to be. Uh, well, and I was thinking you're talking about the woman to the older women, the younger women. The the women fought for years the the right to vote, uh, vote, and, but now they're saying, okay, I have the right to vote, but my daughter's not going to have the right to vote. Uh-uh. That's what they're it's saying. Just, yeah, that that's what they're saying. So, to, for more clarity here as well, uh, Steve. So. What we're called to do and be. So we'll say it again. The NWO, the New World Order Titanic, has already hit the iceberg. It is sinking. It's it's rocking. It's not like early stages of it. It is late stages of it, real late stages of it. And and yet the band is still playing in mm. many places. Mm. And and again, that band just went off and, and, and departed. So what we're called to do is arise and shine in the midst of this. That's part of, I think, the intro we have for when I'm doing my um, my programs here is nothing's changed. We're still called to arise and shine. And why do, why do we arise and shine? You arise and shine because what we're conditioned to do, even by uh, end times-itis, premature uh, rapture thinking and teaching that was intentionally infused into the church, into seminaries, that was funded by the hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a whole nother story for another time by these very people in order to keep the church as only band players. They wanted the church. There's an intentional design. These that orchestrate the Titanic, this new world order has said the whole key is that they see their role as just the orchestra, the hmm. band that gives people, you know, makes them feel good while, while we do all the stuff, I, I, you know, forget it. Why was there not, if the band is the church, why were they not the, the captain? Why were they not the people looking out, uh, the lookouts for everything? Why were they not in key positions? Because there's been this messaging. No, the church is the band and you sing and you provide soothing while the things collapse and fall apart. And that's, mm. that, that's, that's your role. But the yeah. Lord has told us, arise and shine. And that we ourselves are the instruments of freedom, liberation, and deliverance. And so uh, we're, the enemy would like us to hide and whine. And this will be those of you who call yourself Christians are doing more hiding and whining. Hmm. Right now, the, the call is to arise and shine, not hide and whine. When hmm. you hide and whine, you consider yourselves a victim. 
you look at what's going on. It's like, oh, this is too big for us. This is too terrible. They, they own the Titanic. They're, they got everything. Uh, and so you do nothing but prepare yourself near my God to thee. That is a hide. Uh, that is a hide and wine. You are a victim, but you are a light. You are light. You are a deliverer. You are uh, an instrument of freedom. And so there's just five areas where we want to people. I just need ideas, Johnny. How do I how do I how do I rise and shine? So these are just super quick ones. But first of all, take it. I'm going to have five take it. Take it to heart. Take it to heart personally. You're not a victim. This thing has already been won. Um, he has already intervened. He has positioned an iceberg by he, our God has positioned an iceberg. It's already done a critical wound to this thing that has been operating with an intent to suffocate the world, to depopulate it to 500 million people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's already done it. So take it to heart. Quit considering yourself a victim. Don't operate as, as out That's of the good. panic of a victim. Operate as light and you are a deliverer. You're on the right side. So take it to heart, number one. Take it to the streets, number two. So you go take it to the streets. Well, that has different applications. That's word of mouth. Uh, be verbal. Be verbal about what you're seeing. Once you stop just paying attention to what the violin player and the guitar player or whatever beside you, you're like, let's look at what's happening here. Begin to look, pay attention, and then you begin to get the word out of what you're learning is truth as well. And so there's a way you participate by taking it to the streets you know, marches are in order. When we went to Washington, D.C. and showed up a million strong and then two million strong, that's taking it to the streets. There's a place of taking it to the streets. So you take it to heart. You take it to the streets, number two. Number three, take it to the walls. Uh, you could call it watchtowers as well. And this would be your social media platforms. Uh, on your social media platforms, be an instrument of truth. Arise and shine. Uh, don't be just making people feel better about doing nothing. Again, I'm, 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 I can be accused of, of that, but I'm telling you everything's good. I'm telling you the layout is a layout of victory. The narrative is a narrative of victory, but we are called to participate uh, with it. So take it to the walls. Take it to the, uh, again, for your purposes, the social media platforms. Number four, take it to the courts. That's, those are legal appeals. Amazing things are happening right, right now. We understand the Roe versus Wade was a court thing. And we have just all, uh, you know, so many of us now feel like we're in a new era, even of our nation, uh, post um, the curse of Roe v. Wade that was in, yeah. there for 50 years. And so, uh, and I have been speaking with attorneys and saying, and I want to call again, kingdom attorneys, kingdom lawyers, this is a time for you to arise and shine, making legal precedent, going against uh, lies and distortion that have to do with three critical areas, the COVID itself the vaccines and the fraudulent election. There are mm. tens of thousands of lawsuits that should be initiated by sons of the most high God, by kingdom individuals. This is something you can do either from the legal standpoint, you're part of the legal community or a funding of the legal community. You could fund what we're talking about. And right. Joey, here. Real quick on that one. Uh, what I'm seeing the sense of you want when this particular Titanic is going down, you want to push this thing under the water fast. Now, this is not a rescue for them. So when it's to use these mixed metaphors, if the giant's down and he's been now, it's time for everyone to pile on with bravery. Even if you weren't brave before, this is the time to pile on the enemy, right? 
Well, it's piling on the enemy, but if we understand it, it creates more rescue operations. That's good. And and it assures more of being rescued yeah. and of being rescued more quickly. If there had been coordination and cooperation with the rescues that were available, even another larger ship around the Titanic, there was no need for it to go the path that that it that it did. Yeah. Um, so that's number. Uh, I said, take it to the courts. Number four, yeah. and then number five, take it to the next level authority. What's the next level authority? So number five, the sheriffs. I think the sheriffs have a huge role. They have a yeah. huge role upcoming. I know there's a lot of movement going on right now, even showing them um, uh, the 2000 Mules documentary that showed to them and proved to them that there was theft, there was fraudulent uh, uh, um, ways of of vote uh, um, uh, stuffing, ballot stuffing. And and there's already been a bunch of arrests made based on sheriffs having seen the 2000 Mules and those who put out the 2000 mules have already let us know they have forthcoming very soon information that is 10 times more damning and 10 mm. times more clear. And this information needs to go to the sheriffs. Why are sheriffs so uh, so uh, important right now? They're the next level authority. They're the next level authority and they swear to the Constitution. They are well, isn't it supposedly the sheriffs work for the people, whereas the police work for the state. The sheriffs work for the people. They they like they work for us. They work for us, and their 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 oath is to uphold the Constitution. So literally, even if you have entirely deep state running the top, they are not called. The sheriffs are not. If you're a sheriff, you are not called to enforce what the deep state political leadership pressures you to do. You are called to represent the people, defend the Constitution, and there's going to be a big uh, uh, backlash in the right way, a kingdom backlash from the sheriffs in this nation, an uprising that takes place, and it'll serve long-term purposes, a whole new understanding of sheriffs, their value. Christians will value them more. Christians, good people, will want to be in positions of sheriff. They will consider it a ministry position. Being a sheriff is a ministry position. Wow. It is not a secular call. It is not is not less than one of the guys playing the violin on the band. The band plays on. So mm. if people want to know, because there's that's the question I get. Well, how do we how do we arise? Of course, uh, um, perhaps final on that is, and and we'll see. I have a, a little bit more. Depends how our conversation goes. But I don't want to. Uh, um, I was having a conversation with Elizabeth about some of what I was going to share. She goes, well, tell them about the Rise, um, our, our Rise book that we have. Go for and it. so we have, and I'm not trying to sell, uh, you know, God's name right. of us, uh, but you need uh, Rise, a reformer's handbook for the seven mountains. This is our most recent book that really compiles and extracts uh, from five different books on how do we participate? I'm giving you some examples here, but it goes mountain by mountain, how we can show up, how we show up as ministers. If you if your call is in media, how you do that, what you're coming against in the spirit realm, how you can show up. If it's in government, what you're coming against, what kind of power is with us, what are our assignment, all the questions that I can answer shortly are, are in this. And there is particularly one, we'll see if, this can you won't see it enough. We'll just put it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, they made it larger now. So okay. now we can this see is more. A quick reverence chart that is 
worth everything. And it goes into the seven areas of society, who the seven principalities, the seven assignments, the seven lies, the seven uh, archangels that fight for our side, the seven aspects of our assignment. Again, and really the book is to explain all these things that are there. And so we have worked this for a long time now in multiple nations, and we're seeing people arise and shine and bring great change. Again, it's, it's because when the salt and the light gets activated to do what it's called to do, that's what causes darkness doesn't get argued out. Darkness is dispelled when light shows up. And so another way, yeah, you could take it, take it to God. We're used to taking it to God. Well, some are. So I'm not this in prayer. But even the prayer, there's so much of it he's already empowered, uh, empowered us to do. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So he's he's not, we go to him, like, here it is, we give it to you. Well, he's like, yeah, I'm giving it, I've given it back to you. I give you authority over every work of the enemy. Step into well, it. Is there, I mean, Jesus, so there's that one where Jesus says, pray that the, 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 you know, the fields are white for harvest. Pray that the Lord will send laborers for the harvest. So he tells you to pray it. But then he tells you to kind of be a laborer, doesn't he? It's like all in the same thing. Pray that he'll send laborers. But then we're supposed to be the laborers too, right? It's true. That particular application of scripture is if you even get the context, it's pray the Lord send laborers. You find out that the laborers he's asking for the Lord to send are the angels to assist in the oh, harvest. Oh, okay. All right. Another level of conversation. <clears throat> but, it's, okay. but it's true. You pray, but you pray as you go. You don't pray instead of going. If yeah, you don't hear anything good. else, pray as you go, not pray instead of going. You pray instead of that's going, huge. you can't move. You're that's 95 really years old. You're 95 years old. You're in a wheelchair uh, and, and you can't go. Okay, don't go. Pray. But the, the it's it's participate. Uh, you, you know, the children of Israel, when they had the big victories, um, if you remember, Moses was on the mountain when his hands are held up by the sons of Ur, then sons of Aaron, then you know, there's victory. There's victory on the battlefield. And so people go, yeah, see, it's all about prayer, prophetic, and declaration. Yes. But if Joshua is not in the battlefield with the army, they're just exercising. See, if, if there's not a coordination between the prayer and those who are being active in practical ways, you know the practical ways. There is There are ballot stuffing. There's election stealing. There's crooked city council. Those positions have to have sons and daughters of righteousness position there. And yes, it's good to have the declarations and the prayer. And I'll say it one more time. Think of that picture. Moses on the mountain, raising hands. We were taught how valuable it is to pray and decree and declare. Guess what? If he doesn't do that, coordinated with Joshua on the seven mountains, nothing happens. They're just exercising. That kind of makes me think of the... A uh, person who said, I've been prophesied over many times uh, that I'm going to go into nations and I'm going to do these things. And I'm just waiting. And, you know, last week something came up and they want to know if I could go to Nepal on this thing. And I said, no, I can't because I don't have a passport. What? <laughs> you never got a passport. How were you going to obey that word when it came? So it's there's we actually have to put feet to this stuff, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And so this. <laughs> And it's this is an entertaining, fun, victorious. I mean, the appendix is about the disease of end timesitis, the virus of pushing everything off to the end that I'm talking. I won't go into that right now. Wow. But I, this book is we we had a great order. So we had an order to somebody a hundred books. They just ordered a hundred books. Wow. We gave them the highest discount. And guess why they want them? They want them. They're going to give them out to pastors. 
Um, and so this is so how you shift from being conductors to being more part of good. All, the whole operation. There is a, a paradigm upgrade. And so, yeah, we will give, I don't know what it is, 30, 40%. I don't even know what it costs, but a 30, 40% discount. If you want to get in bulk, pass it around, but it applies. This book applies to everything we're talking about understanding. Cause we want you to have, we don't want you to just be frustrated that we're challenging you to do something. I don't know what to do. Uh, it's how to respond to the Lord in what he is doing. And that's what, that's what this book is. Can some of you are thinking, wow, this doesn't seem like grace. Doesn't sound like he did it all. And, and it's like, remember, he did it all towards your salvation. There is nothing you can do in order to make, uh, you know, his salvation beneficial. It's the blood of Jesus, period, nothing else. But once you know that, what is now your purpose for being on earth? Well, he gives you a clue when he calls you the body of Christ. I mean, if you're the body, that's hands and feet. So, yeah, he did and, it all. And, now you're the body. And he says, the works that I do, people, now we're not to do, we're to be. The works that I do and greater will you do. So we're called, if you go to Timothy, it says there are works prepared for us from the foundations of the world. He wired each and every one of us with a desire to cooperate, to be frontline with him in seeing the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God. There's something inside of you. You may have uh, suppressed it in some way, put it to sleep, drugged it. I don't know what it is, uh, religionized it into, into sleep. But there is something inside each and every one of you that knows you want to be a part of seeing God made great on planet Earth. And you're not, you, it's not motivated to see people behave. If you're into yeah. that, you're part of the whole Pharisee religious spirit, all mm. kinds of stuff. But if you want to see our God made famous, that the people of the world now know he's good, he's capable, he's entertaining, he's fun, he's abundant, but he's he's got, you know, it's black and white on on sin matters. We'll put it that way. So yeah. he's, all, he's all those things. He's not uh, in a bad mood, God. He's not uh, walking around just huffing and puffing. Man, I just can't. They stop sinning. And no, he's 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 great. He's God, the creative one, the ultimate. You know, God of arts, entertainment, the creator, one. He's a communicating God, and his way of communicating is a gracious way. Mountain of Media. That's part of what we we bring out to you is how he is on each one of the seven mountains. That book we're talking about goes uh, into seven aspects of who he is that are to be revealed into society. And you love him more than ever when you when you read into it and you look into it. And then the God that you love, you're called to bring into society. That's the light you carry, the God that you love, the God that's going to reveal on earth the ways he is in heaven. And everybody in heaven enjoys him. There's nobody. go. Oh, there comes the boss. There's no there comes the boss. <laughs> Yeah, he looked busy. Yeah, he's mad. He might look busy. Anyway, I want to ask one question about the Seven Mountain thing, and then I'm going to turn this over to you for any prayer that you want to do. But I have a question I've been wanting to ask you. I'm not asking for an eighth mountain, but this massive mountain is not mentioned. And so I'm wondering, where does it fit in the seven? The whole medical field, there's such a thing on the earth with the medical thing. Where does that fall in the seven mountains? Well, and that is something we answer there, but I'm going to do so right here because it is, I probably have heard that 15 to 20 times, um, really, uh, Steve. So that's, it's appropriate. I'm going to, as I'm talking, I'm going to try to find my, uh, my scripture that really um, showcases this best, better than anything. But we have, just so you understand, we have all to do with the medical counseling <clears throat> is mountain of family. Okay. Uh, and so 
and if you think through it pretty much semi-logically, you get yeah. it. They tell you 90% of all disease is psychosomatic in origin. Okay. And that, and that wow. psychosomatic origin is a breakdown of relationship. And that breakdown of relationship is primarily with parents. And of those, primarily with a father. So that a high percentage of disease, it's because our body's immune system uh, shuts down in different places when there is this um, family breakdown. It's one of the reasons why the enemy goes after our families. He goes after our families because it's part of his depopulation agenda. But when he breaks us down, he also can make us sick. And so you find out that stress causes they'll just tell you it's really the number one source of all disease, stress. The number one source of stress is relational challenges. And the relational challenges that usually bug people at that level are family. And they're usually the father and in particular, that's one of the hardest ones to overcome. That's why all these ministries. About is it because the mothers are more in place doing their job already because they are the ones that end up with, so that they're, they're not as lacking or why would the father be the greater Maybe I don't know if you have an answer to that, but um, well, there is ultimately, you know, it, it's it's damaging to devastating at different levels. Either yeah, one, yeah. it's it's. I think it's more that the women just, uh, no matter how many problems they have, they hang in there. Yeah, it's just they part do. of their. Yeah, the it, ultimate th- thing of being a mother is being a mother. They can't the, deny that. And yeah. that's the thing they, that the Lord's like, I'm going to put something that's a little more Christ-like in the women than in God. Than in yeah, men. It does seem like that. It does. <laughs> a man will run off and like, I can't handle this. And he'll go off and become an alcoholic and take off. And, and, and so, but a mom is like, it's miserable. It's horrible. I'm not abandoning my child. That's and so it's good. just, it's wired that, but it, the scripture I was going to read is Malachi chapter four. Okay. Uh, the last. It does say that. The last chapter of the Old Testament. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But here's the good part, verse 2. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. So it talks about healing. And and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves, What's the stall fed cap? They're not orphans. Stall fed cap. They're fat from the fact that somebody is taking care of them. You should just find the stall. You don't have to find the food. You just find the stall and the provision is That's there. So true. Not that way. You shall trample the wicked for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this. This is actually the verse I'm getting to um, is really my original book on the seven mountains. The seven mountain prophecy goes into, uh, well, I'll prove to you. I'm not just lying. Um, there you go see what it's called it's uh unveiling the coming elijah elijah it does elijah revolution okay what was the elijah revolution and it says uh i'll just go right straight to verse five behold i will send you elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the lord and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest i come and strike the earth with a curse we're just doing this real quick, but this is a chapter that starts out about him arising with healing in his wings. So it's healing, which you, again, the medical component, counseling and medical healing. And so that takes place. And so what is Elijah's job? He's trying to heal the generation 
there's, there's multiple meetings of what are yeah, for sure. Elijah, the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers, because in that restoration, there is healing that takes place. And when he says, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse, if you really go into um, understanding what is being said there, it's, it's about a disease. It's lest you be overtaken with disease would be almost a better interpretation of lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. If Elijah, if an Elijah spirit, an Elijah ministry doesn't release restoration, relational restoration, mountain of family, if this doesn't take place, there is disease that is re re released. That's and huge. So, yeah. So anybody, if anybody is a counselor, you work in any area of medicine. You are actually a minister on the mountain of uh, family and, uh, you know, you're called to heal. We, we that's it's in the book snapshot. What is a minister on the mountain of family? You're healing rejection. And if you heal rejection, you heal multiple, Gee. multiple other things. And so we even point out that the, the archangel of that mountain is named Raphael. And and uh, Raphael means he he heals or he is healing. And so that's your, your assignment. There's a reason why when someone's sick, um, um, uh, about to say something else, I won't uh, betray their confidence on this thing. We'll just say when someone is really sick, they go to the hospital. There's a, you know, special surgery or whatever. What happens? Who's there as well? Family. Family's there. They have the rooms for family. Family is the support for illness and for serious matters like that because they go together. Family and healing, all that to explain family and medicine, this huge area you're talking about is a mountain of family role. Why two weeks ago when we're saying, if you have an assignment, the mountain of family, as I'm speaking, tears are going to come to your eyes and you weren't even thinking about it. And we had 80% of the people that were, that responded, which were scores and scores said the tears came quickly. And we wow. didn't go into what that means, but it means you could be in counseling. Uh, you could be in medicine in some way or a nurse, a doctor, any of those things, or you could, you know, have a very traditional counseling um, that you would think more like uh, a role to family or just be good at it. You have a discerning heart and you're used to praying for people and ministering to them. Those are all part of it. So uh, it's a big deal and it's a big deal moving forward of, uh, of how the Lord's going to step in and help us because there has never been a generation that has been more family battered than ours. Yeah. Uh, this, this Titanic, this new world order has come against family. It's come against through uh, vaccines, through food, through water, through uh, <sighs> politics, through control. And so we all we're finding there's like even the body of Christ ministers you go back a generation, it was like kind of kind of rare to have a minister's family, somebody relatively rare, uh, um, not serving the Lord. But we're like our kids having a hard time hold, holding on to them because there is this thing, the invasion, the, the infiltration into schooling, education, and then what's what comes right to them on, on their phones. And now we find out, you know the bots that are there that it's not really even people reporting, but people get to thinking that by the Twitter, the top 10, that this is what's really happening. And so there's mm. a conditioning of thinking that has wired them to be anti-God and God precepts and to go woke. Um, so yeah. really, it's really quite the brainwashing, isn't it? They, all the stuff that's trending, you will find out later that was never trending. They told you it was trend, 
trending so that you would believe you're out of sync with the rest of the world. And somebody's at the top, probably at places like the CIA, saying this is what we're going to communicate this month, you know, or this year. It's it's sickening, crazy. Well, Johnny, um, I got a couple minutes here. Why don't you pray for the people, anything the Lord gives you or just bless them? Yeah. All right. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you that this even this is a victorious program. And 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 we're not the band that played on ignoring, but we have good news. We have good news. You're taking out your own. uh, It's it's your own master plan in the same way that you took out Pharaoh and all his chariots. Pharaoh and his chariots, they were the Titanic of that day. You took them out and you took them out in water and you're taking out the New World Order. Whatever other name they go by, Illuminati, um, uh, Deep State, you are taking them out. They are up against you. It's Mm. like they need to hear that now, Lord. You are up against them. You orchestrated the hit they took. They have already received the fatal blow. They are going down. And so this is now part of your rescue operation. And you have prepared many rescue boats uh, of all size. And you have alternative systems. And you have allowed um, for for these things to be progressively discovered. And you have a better way moving forward than ever before. We will be in in some way um, uh, restricted from some of the comforts that we've known before, but different comforts will show up and it'll be better for sure. It is a, an orchestration that heads towards back to Eden, not towards devastation, societal devastation. And so Lord, I just pray that those listening right now would be encouraged uh, by this narrative, by your narrative for this time, and that their spirits inside them would begin to resonate with them where they would not question whether they're hearing uh, what is your truth, but they would understand from inside, from how their own spirit is resonating with what's being said right now, that this is truth. This is a truth they were to respond to and that they will now begin to arise and shine. They will arise as lights. They will arise as the salt that comes and brings your presence, that brings your reality, your healing into every area of society. They would arise as never before. They'd shake Mm. off the fear. They would not be those who hide and whine. They would not be those who are plotting how to hide and whine, how to get more, uh, you know, necessity of guns, gold and grain in the hill, Mm. Um, Mm. but that they would be looking to to be deliverers themselves and be a part of this most amazing moment in history. This surely will go down as one of the most amazing points and times in history for the Church of Jesus Christ, for the Ecclesia. This will be the time that is talked about all over in history, in eternity. And we thank you for that moment, Lord. Just release your healing again, Lord. We just want to give you an opportunity right now, Lord. Just if your hand comes on anybody's head, would they feel the impartation for the area of, of need they have for those who've been hanging on a word? Oh, I hope there's something said about my my case, my disease, my situation. Lord, let that, mm-hmm. uh, let that moment be now for them. And let there be just your power released on them, Lord. Let your power be released in a way they recognize it as they even uh, open themselves up to you. Let there be testimonies from this sword of how at this very moment you are touching your sons and daughters. You are healing. You are delivering. And we thank you for being the bigger than God, the greater than God, the nicer than God that we can come to, run to, be secured in. In advance in this day. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. 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 Johnny, thanks so much. Give our love to Elizabeth. We appreciate you both very much. Thanks Thank for you. all all the Seven Mountain teaching, and also especially what you're bringing to the prophetic and and the family and all of that. So quick reminder that Kat, uh, tomorrow is Wednesdays with Cat and Steve. Very favorite, as always. I'm, yeah, because normally I don't say that after no, no there's a day in between. But yeah, I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> okay, so Kat's tomorrow on Wednesday. And Johnny, are you doing Tuesday next week as well? Do you remember? I think it's uh, the week after next. I do have to okay, be. Okay, so there's one in between. So you're here next yep. Monday. So. All right. God bless you, everyone. Thank you, Johnny. Very much appreciate it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.